Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. It's Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, what's going on, man? How are you? Well, I'm, I'm starting to rethink everything I thought I knew about this league. I tell you, week to week, it's a tough league, tough league to predict. And uh, off the air, uh, I asked you the question, do you think it's watered down? And your answer was? I, I don't think it's watered down. Um, I, I realize that lately a lot of games are being won by, by more than a touchdown. Um, call them blowouts. But, uh, you know, if you really do look week to week, you know, one team blows out another just to fall flat the next week. I, I don't feel like that's uh, a watered-down product where every game is easily predicted. Um, if anything, it's, it's in my opinion, one of the more exciting leagues to follow week to week because you just, you I mean, at this point in this season, you have no idea what to expect. Right. So you put it right up there with the Australian rules football leagues and... <laughs> And, well, uh, let's not get carried away. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the the Antarctic penguin, <laughs> two hand touch <laughs> basketballs. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I I don't disagree with you. I just can't help but think like when I was watching last week of some of the games. I, you know, man, there's just a lot of blowouts and and could there could be a lot of consequences here, mostly because it's a, a year after the COVID season and the rosters didn't change much in free agency. Not a lot of teams had money, and so. Um, I guess you could say continuity is, is big across the board. However, that sort of affects the ability of to improve rosters. and sort of So there's more parity than there ever has been. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, more. I, I, it'd be tough to think of a time when, when you know, I could point to and disagree with you. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't have a problem with that statement at all. It, there's, there's, it, just in the last couple of weeks, uh, the parity in this league has been off the charts. Right. It's, it's been absolute chaos. Uh, and, you know, if, you know, like, like this week, this past week, if, if you are an Eagles fan, you had one hell of a good Sunday. Um, and, and nobody saw it coming. Um, the little things like that, I think, make it really fun, uh, not just to, to follow your team, but, but the league as a whole. Very good. Okay. Uh, yeah. Would you call it a parody demic? <laughs> whoa yeah um <clears throat> i wouldn't call it that but that is genius okay. um <laughs> well, i can't yeah. That's, so they pay me the big bucks for here on the uh, football in general network speaking of networks um real quick not uh don't have a lot of time to talk about it but man in the arena the tom brady documentary coming out on espn this week episode one was aired last night listen i know you didn't watch trevor i did and by the way it was basically new england patriots porn <laughs> if you really <laughs> want me to give you a review, I'd probably give it about an 8 out of 10. It's not not last dance level, but I really enjoyed the cinematography and somebody who grew up in New England um, and uh, you, you know and followed the team forever, especially at 01 season, which is what they documented last night. Uh, it, it brought goosebumps to me watching it, especially Drew Bledsoe and his emotions surrounding him being benched and um, starting the AFC Championship game and then subsequently being benched again and then crying uh, like a little baby up on a mountain in Montana somewhere uh, <laughs> by himself because he was benched so many times, even though he won a Super Bowl ring, and he was never going to win one without Tom Brady or Bill Belichick. Um, what is your opinion of all these Brady documentaries coming out? He did this one. Uh, he's got Tom versus Time. He's got a, a few other ones. Uh, I think, what, the Brady Six. There's one NFL Network did um, as well. I can't remember the name of it. 
What what do you think? Are we heading towards a uh, TV twelve network or what? What's going on here? I mean, it it is uh, it is a lot of content for one player. Um, That's still playing, but it, 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 he's <laughs> he's not even a retired guy yet. So right. yeah, it, I I understand uh, you know where people are coming from. You know, diehard uh, Saints fans, uh, you know, Colts and Broncos fans that would wonder why there isn't uh, you know a, a a Drew Brees documentary or a Peyton Manning documentary, some of these amazing guys that are headed straight into the Hall of Fame who are done playing football. Um, you know, that 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 last chapter has been written for them on the field. Uh, and then there's, you know, Tom Brady, who has not finished his career yet and has, what did you say, four documentaries? At out. least I can count on um, Tom ahead. I'm sure yeah, there's four, more. Four that you can think of. Yes. So it's... Uh, it's an awful lot of attention uh, heaped on a player who's not even done playing football yet. Uh, on the other hand, I think it it's one of the best arguments or one of the best things you can point to as evidence as to just how, you know, iconic doesn't even really do it justice when you're talking about what Tom Brady means to football. Um, it's, I mean, you, you have to put him on a tier that's not even reserved to, for players. It's like him and Vince Lombardi and nobody else belongs up on that pedestal with those two. Um, that that sort of, you know, he, he means that much to the sport. Right, right. No, I, I can't disagree with you on that one. It's a good take that, uh, honestly, he's the best of all time. So, uh, you know, why not have him? I, I just question the timing of him, how they come out mid-season or... <laughs> how they seem to be sort of produced and directed by him. And I, I can't help but wonder there's some uh, extra sort of uh, message there he's trying to send. Maybe he, maybe he feels uh, sort of disregarded to some degree. And often the great, the great <laughs> ones do. Often the great ones do. They do. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and uh, I, I, I know he, that's kind of, he's always kind of played with a chip on his shoulder. And he, listen, he's the greatest of all time. Most of them do have a chip on their shoulder. It's why they are so good because they don't accept anything less than, than great. And they are constantly looking to get better, you know. Um, I just can't help but think, like, boy, oh, boy. I feel like in a couple of years we're going to have the TV12 <laughs> channel on, you know, on DirecTV. And we're going to have uh, Giselle, <laughs> you know, touring people around homes. And, you know, <laughs> and uh, I don't, you know, his kids in the classroom, uh, you know, with him teaching and uh, Blue's Clues. But with Tom Brady, I, I don't know what we're headed for here. Maybe I'm just going down the rabbit hole. So, um Anyway, it's a great documentary. Season, uh, episode one was fantastic. I highly recommend you watching ESPN Plus. Um, and for you New England Patriots fans out there, like I said, um, you know, it's porn. It's porn for you. That's basically what it is. <laughs> you know, it's just it's reliving the great times. And honestly, we could use more of that considering uh, the Mac Jones era is in swing, and we've had one bad season, and now we're six and four. But we'll get to that here in a second, Trev. Um, Give me a break. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just plug this, please. <laughs> I need to get all my feelings and emotions out. I've mentioned this over and over again. This is therapy for me, and I continue to, to make it so without playing any grab ass. So with all that being said, it's week 11, four weeks until we get into our uh, championship games, our, our ch playoffs for most fantasy football leagues. So crunch time is on. We're going to give you some great, uh, some great pointers. At least I will. Trevor will give you some great things to say about the football games. Let's jump into it. Let's do it. All right. Okay. 
our Thursday night game, speaking of the New England Patriots, the 6-4 and four New England Patriots, four winners of four straight. Uh, they beat the Cleveland Browns last week and the Chargers the week before. They look great. Um, four and away, at away, four and oh away, excuse me, seven point favorite for New England, over under 47, Falcons four and five, coming off a really tough loss against Dallas, which basically was decided in the first half. Uh, yeah, thir- sloppy Thursday night game. So if you're New England, can you get out of here without too many injuries or anything like that? Maybe a little sloppy, but you get a win? What, what do you think about this game? Well, as much as I'd like to knock you back down to earth with a, uh, prediction of Patriots losing, uh, I just can't do it. Um, the Patriots, they're firing on all cylinders right now. Uh, even when Tom Brady was there, you'd see seasons like this where it took a little while for him and Belichick and the defense to iron out all the kinks and start rolling over opponents week to week. And it's starting to feel like that's where they are. I'm not saying that it's the same as as seasons past with with the greatest quarterback of all time, but the Patriots are starting to look a little familiar. Uh, And I know that's not going to make a lot of people very happy, Hmm. Um, but it should make Patriots fans pretty happy. Um, I I honestly don't think, I mean, would you as a Patriots fan, were you expecting to be six and four after week two this year? I, I, it, it just was hard to predict that they would turn the season around like they have. Uh, before the season, I was expecting us to be six and four. Yes, but like if you're asking me if I was going to forecast their yeah, like you just asked in, in verbatim. Um, I, I mean, considering where I thought Mac Jones was at developmentally, no, no, I, no, and and I think Bill Belichick took control of the defense and sort of put his foot down after the Dallas game in that third and twenty six. I think he kind of looked in the mirror and said, "I need to do. I need. I need more hands on because you know my my son and his weird tongue motions." Huh. Um, and Gerard Mayo, nothing against either of those guys. I just don't think they were either of them ready for that spotlight quite yet. So no, to answer your question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think the Patriots will win this game. Uh, I think the Patriots are going to beat that seven point spread. Um, and I am going to take the over in this one. I think the Falcons will put points up, um, but I think New England pulls away with this one. Um, so there you have it. New England's going to win. They're going to beat the spread, and I'm taking the over. Okay. No, good good call. Um, you know, I can't, I can't help but feel bad for Matt Ryan, and certainly like going up against the New England Patriots defense has been on fire. I, I wouldn't recommend starting him this week. And, I, and In fact, would consider dropping him because Cordell Patterson could be out for extended period of time. In fact, he won't be playing tomorrow. With New England bringing back Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson's playing very well. Mac Jones looks great. Kendrick Bourne. Um, all four of those guys I mentioned, all, all probably all free agents in your league, and Kansas, and excuse me, Kansas City. But basically, Kansas City defense. But Atlanta is ranked 28 to 32nd in 15 different defensive categories. So I like, I kind of like a Mac Jones start. If you need a streamer, if Russell Wilson's not doing it for you, Carson Wentz sucks which are both my problems on my fantasy team right now. (laughs) So I figured I might as well vent them while I got a chance. Um, And certainly no Cordell Patterson if you need a spot start. If Ramondre Stevenson's available, I'd pick him up, honestly. I would. And Kendrick Bourne's actually like a decent flex option this week in terms of streaming if you need somebody quick to play. So you heard it first here. Thursday night game. (laughs) Patriots go 7-4, baby. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) All right. So flipping over the Sunday 
first game on Sunday as a doozy. We got Indianapolis five and five at Buffalo six and three, seven point favorite for Buffalo, over under fifty. Um, yeah, Indy's coming off a hot streak of being some pretty terrible opponents, and Buffalo beats a lot of pretty terrible people too. <laughs> so yeah. the first game, either of these teams have really played against uh, reasonable opponents, other than Kansas City, who Buffalo played, but we all know where they were at that at that time and place in the season. Trevor, give me your opinion. Well, th- this is a tough one to pick. Um, the Bills definitely, uh, you know, bounced back well from their head scratcher of a loss two weeks ago when they lost to the Jaguars. Um, Jaguar. Jaguars. <laughs> um, that's how they're going to have to start calling it when they relocate to London. You know? <laughs> um, that's how they say it, I think. I, I believe it. Anyway, it's <laughs> a British car. I got it. <laughs> the Jaguars. Yes. Um, the London Jaguars. All right. But uh, anyways, we're talking Bills and Colts here. Uh, <laughs> knock off the grab ass. All right. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the Colts are looking good. Um, but like you said, looking at, at who these teams have been playing, um, it's pretty easy to pick Buffalo in this matchup. Uh, the the real question is, are the Colts going to be able to make it a game? Uh, I think they will. Um, so I'm going to take the Colts to cover, but I'm still taking Buffalo to win. Hmm. Uh, and with the Colts covering, I'm definitely taking the over on this one. Okay. No, it's a good that that's a that's a good call. I honestly like the way you you said that, um, and certainly um, with Indy's defense, twenty three touchdowns, ten interception, TD to interception ratio. So um, I, I love Josh Allen in this game. Uh, you know, and, and Stephon Diggs is coming back. I think Dawson Knox is back on the field. So expect some red zone touchdowns there. But Dawson Knox, Dawson Knox, it's a tough fourth name to say. I don't know why. Um, although I don't think the running game has been very good for. For Buffalo, and I don't expect it to, to continue. So look at the sits for the for both the running backs. And in terms of Indy, Carson Wentz is a sit. You're talking about the the best ranked defense in in the NFL in terms of many different categories, despite their schedule. Six touchdowns and 15 interceptions, touchdown interception ratio. So I don't like Carson Wentz. I love Jonathan Taylor, nonetheless. I think they're going to have to run the ball a lot to get anything started. So um, I completely agree. I think right. that that's got to be the Colts' game plan in this Absolutely. to control the clock and mm-hmm. to stay in this game. They're going to have to do the one thing that they can do well no matter who they're playing, and that's run blocking. Uh, and right now, uh, Taylor is is the back, so he's the start. Totally, yeah. totally. And, and to go along with your point and my point as well, um, it's, it's really what it comes down to is – that uh, Buffalo's just, they're small up front. They're small on defense. They're, they're quick, they're athletic, everything you want to say about them. But, you know, as far as run blocking is concerned, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough matchup for them, honestly, on defense. Buffalo, I mean, to say. Uh, 49 degree weather with rain. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be an under, honestly. I don't know. Did you take an under on this one? I think it's going to be I'm taking the, I'm taking the yeah. over. You're taking an over? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say under. I don't, I don't pick the games anymore, as you know the format, folks. But I struggle with that. <laughs> so uh, much better than fantasy stuff. But nonetheless, I, I think because of the weather and the fact that they, they both these teams are going to come in running the ball a lot with Josh Allen slinging it a little bit, uh, I think it's going to go under. So, okay, uh, agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, tensions are high here on the fig. 
Uh, I don't agree to that. I think I can convince you. Okay. <laughs> Talk about it off there. Uh, Baltimore at Chicago. 6-3 uh, and three Baltimore, 3-6 three and six Chicago. Four and a half point favorite for Baltimore. Over under 45. I got to tell you, man, Chicago looks like they're coming on a little bit offensively. They're seeing some stuff figured out. With a bye week, I feel like this is a trap game for Baltimore. Uh, although, well, you know, yeah, I've been saying it ever since Justin Fields had a rough start once they put him put him uh, in the starting position. Um, you know, don't be surprised when things start to click for the Bears. Don't be surprised if the Bears uh, are a really tough team next year. Um, but uh, I, I've been expecting the Bears to improve on offense. They've got a really great overall balanced roster. And, you know, it, it's easy for people to forget. It's it's a little harder for NFC North fans to forget. But the Bears are are a tough team to beat at home. They they really turn things on for their home crowd. Uh, I think this is going to be a close game. The Ravens, man, they got beat last Thursday night by the Dolphins, and they've got they've had a long week to get things figured out for this game. Uh, so I, I like that the spread is close on this one. I think this is a close game. Uh, but putting money on it, you, the the undeniable X factor here is Lamar Jackson. I have to take Baltimore to win. Um, I think Baltimore squeaks out by a field goal, so I'm taking the Bears to cover. And with the 45-point over-under, I'm taking the over on this one. You said uh, Baltimore's going to squeak out a win? I do. Oh, what? Wow. Okay. Um, another rainy game. 48-degree um, weather in Chicago for Sunday. Uh, of course, anything could change, folks. We're talking about you know three or four days ahead. We're recording this on a Wednesday night, so keep that in mind. But nonetheless, uh, Justin Fields, you brought up briefly. Yeah. Um, I, I I like him a lot. I, I think and I think I mentioned before the season started. I thought he would be like a really good late round flyer. I took him in the late round. He's kind of been sitting in my roster for a bit. Here's here's a good stat for you: thirty eight rushing yards, four games in a row. So a guy who can produce in PPR leagues, he can sort of do. He has a lot of versatility in terms of like what he can do on the ground and through the air. 27 points against San Francisco. That's a tough defense. If you watch Monday night, they, they beat L.A. pretty handily. 19 against Pittsburgh. That's tough defense. So he's scoring points against really tough defenses. Baltimore is not that great. 14 touchdown and 5 interception ratio. They really don't force many turnovers, even though they have a good good corners and whatnot. Uh, Humphrey's very, very good, very versatile. A guy who can punch out balls, no problem. A little peanut Tillman in him. And... Um, on the ground, they're allowing four and a half yards of carry and 10 touchdowns. So I, I like Justin Fields' roster in 39% of leagues. And then as far as uh, Baltimore is concerned, Le'Veon Bell getting off, being cut. Uh, Devontae Freeman hasn't shown me anything. Latavius Murray's coming back, 41% owned in his, in that league. And they're going to have to run the ball a lot against Chicago to sort of soften up this defense. Rashad Bateman, rookies always, rookie receivers always come on late in the season, roster in 64% of leagues. And... Um, I don't think a lot. Of, I don't think there's really hardly anybody that can match up against them on Chicago. But nonetheless, another game I expect a lot of running yards to come out of. And so, like your Khalil Herberts of the world, your David Montgomerys, um, there's going to be there's just going to be a lot of big boys on the field on Sunday for between Baltimore and Chicago. Um, yeah, yeah, and Marquise Brown. I can see Marquise Brown making it like some really clutch plays. Has there been more a more clutch receiver in the NFL this season than Marquise Brown? Hollywood. <laughs> Sorry, Hollywood. Hollywood Brown. My bad. You're laughing because you know I'm right. There's there's nobody else, right? <laughs> so <laughs> you're joking. <laughs> He's been really good. Uh, in the games I've watched, 
in the games I've won. No, you know, and, and granted, they played Miami last Thursday, so we don't need to talk about that. But it happened. We can acknowledge it happened. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, the winless Detroit Lions. Uh, winless, but not hopeless Detroit Lions. 0-8-1 at Cleveland, 5-5. Five and 11.5-point five. And favorite for Cleveland, 43.5 over under. Uh, uh, so what's Cleveland like without Baker Mayfield? Do you think it's a more efficient team? Is this a team that can sort of uh, play a little smarter, or, uh, or is there any hope for Cleveland? Cleveland, now that they sort of have a quarterback issue on their hands, there a lot of talent on that team. No, I, so I I think uh, we've already seen what the Browns can do without Baker Mayfield. Um, they have an extremely solid backup that the head coach has a, a great history of success with. Um, going back to Minnesota. So that combined with the return of Nick Chubb, um, I think the Browns are in good shape and they have arguably the easiest opponent in the league to uh, to play this week. So I think Cleveland's an easy pick. I think uh, I think they win this game by 14 points. Um, and uh, I'm going to take the under. On the forty-three and a half, I think I think the Browns are just going to dominate these Lions. Wow, really? So Detroit goes into Pittsburgh last week, ties them, right? Plays them really tough. Although yeah. Jerry Goff looked like he was playing like flag football. I mean, like fifth grade, just noodling it all over the place. You think they're right. they're going to get blown out by Cleveland on the road? No, I do. Let me uh, say okay. something directly to the uh, the Lion fan out there. <laughs> fan still one. That's funny. Uh, Good. You guys missed your chance at a win last week. Golden opportunity. Um, I, I don't think you can get this team to rally like that a second week in a row. It, it's just not something that I'm expecting to to to, to happen uh, on the road. Um, so yeah, Detroit, brace yourself. Uh, it's, this is not going to be a good game for them. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I think if anything, what New England showed you last week against Cleveland and how you stop Miles Gary is you chip him off the line. And so big bodies like, um, you know, Nikhil Harry did a great job of that, helping out Isaiah Wynn. And so I think if Detroit wins this game or if they want to, A, they're going to throw a ball a lot. 21 touchdown to 5 interception ratio for for Cleveland. Just a really young secondary. I think they're very talented, but the coaching is questionable. I'm not sure Stefanski... Um, really has a grip on how to game plan. And I don't think they have a very good defensive coordinator, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't think they make any adjustments. And clearly it showed last week they didn't. And so I, I don't know. You know, I, I, don't, I don't disagree that Cleveland has a good chance of winning this game. I just look at Detroit coming in, like Jared Goff, they're going to run a lot of bubble screens with John Dre Swift. But a couple of those other running backs, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember their names. They're basically practice squad guys, but they looked great last week against Pittsburgh. And if Jamal Williams comes back, I'd be really hopeful for that. Um, I, Baker Mayfield may not play. I, I don't know. I feel like this over-under is way too high, man. I think, excuse me, I think the line is too high. I think the 11.5 is too high, honestly. I think it's closer to like a 5. I, I disagree. I, uh, I disagree. You can. And, uh, you, can. You, know, you, guys, you guys heard it here first. Uh, the Detroit Lions, <laughs> New England Patriots, same thing. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. So, uh, yeah, DeAndre Swift's a good good start. Nick Chubb's coming back. You know, he's a good start here, too. Uh, Dearness Johnson's going to spell him. So, and just in case anything happens on Sunday, keep an eye on that one. Um, let's move on. 
a lot of rain this this week. That's another rainy game, dude. I, I think there's going to be a lot of impact to the rain this week. You know, I know these are professional football players, but come on, you know. <laughs> Houston at Tennessee, one eight Houston, eight and two Tennessee, ten point favorite Tennessee, forty four and a half over under. I mean, Tennessee's rolling six in a row. Houston's on the other on the other end. Um, how much faith do you have in Tennessee to lose this game? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much. Um, no, I think uh, I think the Titans. Uh, have one of the most clear-cut identities out of all the teams in this league. Like, they know their game, they stick to it, and it works. Um, and there's just there's no reason to change it for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think the Titans are, are going to roll right over the Texans. Yeah. Um, yep. This is, uh, is going to be another big win. Uh, uh, I'm going to take Tennessee to beat the 10-point spread. I think this is a two-touchdown victory. Um, I do think that this goes over the 44 and a half point over under, um, the Texans, not quite as dead in the water, uh, as some of these other, uh, struggling franchises are. So I, I think the Texans will score, um, but, uh, Tennessee is going to run away with this game. Yeah, definitely start Ryan Tannehill. I mean, uh, Texans defense has allowed five quarterbacks to score at least 25 fantasy points. Uh, A.J. Brown looks healthy. Uh, Julio Jones is on the IR, but I don't think that will stop him much from scoring. Deontay Foreman, available in 38% of leagues. Now the Tennessee starting running back definitively from the looks of it. So Jeremy McNichols, I'm sorry, Trevor, but Adrian Peterson, I mean, I don't think any of those guys are worth rostering at this point. No, I <laughs> so, don't think they are either. No, sir. Um, no, sir. So they're de- he's yeah. a must-start, Deontay Foreman, um, and a, and a must-pickup in my mind, uh, especially at the, the percentage he's owned and how much that offense runs the ball. Um, so both those guys are great starts for me. Uh, in terms of Houston, yeah, uh, I mean, Brandon Cooks got hurt. You said, is Brandon Brandon Cooks got hurt, right? I I, I haven't heard that. You haven't heard that? Okay. Well, I don't hate a start here because I feel like they're going to be behind, so they got to throw the ball a lot. <laughs> That's there you go. There you go, man. Moving on. Okay. Uh, to do. Okay. Green Bay at Minnesota. Eight and two. Green Bay. Four and five. Minnesota. Two point favorite for Green Bay. Wow, over under forty nine. You know, I gotta tell you, Minnesota is probably the the least lucky team, and might be in NFL history. I think they played the most overtime games and have been their. What was the stat you had? You, you showed me. Oh, so I mean, I, one stat that jumped out at me yeah. this week that just it's a dagger in the heart of every Vikings fan paying attention is that the Vikings are the only team in the league that have led by seven or more points in every game they've played. And they're four and five. Well, there you go. There you go. Got to gotta learn to close out games. Yeah, they got to, you know, and, um, yeah, yeah. What, what's your opinion of this game? Oh, well, I think, uh, the Vikings are going to beat the spread. The Vikings are going to win. Uh, <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers will retire. I <laughs> <laughs> get traded to Denver. Um, <laughs> No, uh, so I mean the, the the way things are going right now, I, this is this is absolutely the sort of game that the Vikings can win at home, uh, and man, it, it's even doing my best to put all my bias aside. This this feels like an upset alert. Hmm. Um, the you know the, the and 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 ultimately it'll be meaningless for the Vikings. Uh, I don't think this is a game that they can win and then, you know, puts them on a path to uh, to making something real happen this year. 
Um, I don't think that's what that is, but I do think that the Vikings have a good chance of sneaking a victory out from underneath the Packers this week. Um, they have a pretty good record against the Packers at home since since opening that new stadium. Um, and, and I got to think that's why Vegas has the spread so close. Uh, really, anytime the spread is under three points, it might as well be a coin toss. Um, man, uh, yeah, I, I mean, this, uh, honestly, this game could be a total, uh, you know, yeah, I could see this game going into overtime, um, but, uh, but I'm not on this podcast to tell you what I want. I'm here to, uh, help you to, to pick these bets and I hate to do it, but yeah, you, you got to put your money on Green Bay. Um, the, the same way I, I went with the, with the, uh, Baltimore Ravens earlier in the podcast, the X factor here is Aaron Rodgers. It's not the Vikings home field advantage. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have to take Green Bay to win by at least a field goal. So beating the, beating the spread, um, the over under, and sometimes these two teams, they can play each other in a real low-scoring matchup. And I don't know if it'll be, you know, I don't, I'm not saying it's going to be single digits, but I, I'm taking the under on this one. I don't think it goes over 49 points. Okay. <clears throat> well, there you go. You put his bias aside, you made the right call. Here's the thing with Minnesota. Okay, so out five defensive starters last week, held Austin Eckler the 44 yards on the ground. So I know people are saying like you know AJ Dillon, you got to start him. I'm not so sure he's actually a good start against Minnesota. I think they're fairly stingy on the ground. They've only allowed eight touchdowns on the ground all season, um, less than one a game. And if you've seen anything, they had a huge goal line stand against LA last week, correct? And so um, yeah, I, and I I actually kind of like Minnesota in this game. Here here listen to this: Green Bay, David Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, Alan Lazard, Aaron Rodgers, Malik Taylor. Devontae Adams, Rashawn Gary, Kingsley Kike, Kevin King, all on the injury list and possibly questionable, with some of them already being real doubtful. Um, Aaron Jones will probably be out. David Bakhtiari probably won't play either. Uh, if this is, a, it is any game Minnesota can take from, from, from Green Bay all season, let's say they play him 16, 16 times this year, this would be one. This would be one. This would certainly be their so, best chance. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and, and I do think that, uh, you know, with, with the way, you know, these, you know, injured players, the ones that are trending towards not playing, um, this this is going to be a game where the Packers are forced to go through the air. Um, but if, you know, the, the, the Minnesota defense, uh, you know, it, it's really been the identity of that team since, uh, since Zimmer took over. And for most of his tenure, he's been just really good at developing uh, underrated, uh, defensive backs into, you know, top notch, uh, uh, you know, defensive squads, but, uh, they are really struggling this year. The secondary for Minnesota is vulnerable, right? Um, they, they can't seem to get consistency. There's always, you know, a guy or two in the, in the, in the secondary who has a good game, but they can never, you know, there's always, something to pick apart and that's what Aaron Rodgers is going to uh identify and take advantage of and once that happens uh it's going to be really tough for the Vikings to stay ahead of it okay 
Yeah, no, good call on that one. And honestly, um, I feel like that's an under, uh, in my opinion. It's going to be uh, – oh, it's in, it's in Minnesota. Nonetheless, yeah, you said tough game. I, I think it's, the under is definitely good. Justin Jefferson against Jerry Alexander, I'd probably find somebody else to start. Although, getting him going last week really helped him beat L.A. So, oh yeah, if they get him going and they take Jerry Alexander out of that game or he's on Thielen, then I'd feel a lot better about Minnesota's chances. But as it stands now, it's a, it's a Green Bay favor and it's an under for me. So yeah, yeah. personally, I think Jefferson is a little stronger in PPR leagues. Yes, um, the way the way the Packers are going to play this, uh, you know, Jefferson might have uh, a really great stat lines, but a zero in the touchdown column. Ouch. Um, so I think he'll get plenty of targets. I think he'll make some spectacular catches, pile up some yards. But I just don't think he's going to find – if he does find the end zone, it might be the Vikings' only one. Um, that's just kind of how I see this game playing out. We're going to see a lot of defense, a lot of punts. Okay. You heard it first. Um, okay, Miami at New York. Both, both teams, seven losses, three-point favorite for Miami, 44.5 over-under. Brian Flores wins and continues to save his job there down in Miami. And honestly, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be sloppy. <laughs> so, could be a blackout game for you guys. What do you think? Your quick, your quick take on this one, because really, it's uh, inconsequential results. <laughs> to no, be yeah. So I think uh, I think Miami's rolling right now. Um, I think the Jets are planning to start Flacco. Right. Um, do we need to say anything else? No, sir. Uh, I think Miami wins. I think they beat the three-point spread. The over/under is a little tricky. My gut says it's going to go over, but the way the way this game could go if, if Miami doesn't have to keep scoring and they might not have to keep scoring this, this could end up on the underside of 44 points. Um, but I do, I, I am taking the over. Okay. Two guys like this game, two Tonga Vailoa and miles Gaskin Two is only owned in 50% leagues. Miles Gaskin is as well. And both, both guys seem to have really good chemistry with one another in terms of, uh, you know, getting, getting Gaskin the ball and Tua just sort of being on when he's, when he's on the field. So, um, would would start him in another league. Thirty three points last time uh, to have played the Jets. So in into that, and um, going alongside that, Michael Carter seems to be getting a lot of garbage time points for the Jets. So he's a, he's an automatic start for me, kind of an RB one. Uh, and with Joe Flacco's sort of limited arm capacity in every way, shape, or form, expect him to do a lot of dump offs. So PPR city up in this one. Okay, here's an intriguing one: New Orleans five and four, Philly four and six, one and a half point for Philly. 43 over under Trevor Simeon, the great white hope versus Jalen hurts. The new guy on the block. Uh, the Eagles are kind of ascending here though, even though they're Owen four at home, uh, four and two on the road. I feel like they're still pretty strong. Uh, now they're starting to get some things figured out. Devonte Smith looks really good. What do you think? So I, I have to agree. Um, the Eagles, uh, you know, they, they're kind of up and down for a few weeks, and then they had a really great road game against the against the Broncos, um, another team that, that's sometimes hard to get a gauge on. Um, but uh, I like the Eagles at home in this game. I think it's going to be a good one. Um, I, I think it's going to be close, but but picking the Eagles to win, I have to also pick them to beat a one and a half point spread. Um, I do think it's going to be close, but I think the Eagles will win by more than that. Um, I'm going to take the over in this one. 
And I, I think you have to take the over if you're taking the Eagles to win because when the Eagles win, it's because they put up a lot of points. Uh, and that's kind of what is the head-scratcher with the Eagles. Is One week they're putting up 44 points, and then the next week they can't break 10. And then another a week later they're putting up 30-something points again. Um, I think I think Hurts uh, is starting to find a good rhythm in that system. Um at home against the Saints, who are not terrible, but but very beatable. Um, I, I know they're five and four, but uh, you know the the you know the record's not everything. And I I really do think that the Eagles. Uh, I think when the, I think when the Eagles' offense is rolling, the Eagles' defense uh, really elevates their play as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a shame that it's never the reverse of that. But a lot of times that's what you see. A good offense leads to great defense. And uh, I think the Eagles, uh, they're not going to run away with this one the way they ran away with their last two wins. But uh, I expect the Eagles to put up big points and come out on top, and I'm definitely taking the over in this one. Certainly. So. Yeah, good, no, good, all good analysis. Did, did great call on the Eagles, man. And absolutely, I they just don't have firepower for the Eagles, and certainly Jalen Hurts is a great start here. And because of that, um, you know, I, I also like uh, you know Devontae Smith seems to be ascending. He's worth the flex at least in this game. He, I mean, it, just based on last week, I mean, he he just came out and those. Granted, it was all in the first half, but six catches, 122 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, that, that's that's fantastic production. And for a guy who's gonna, ha- he was just all speed, which New Orleans is just a very heavy hitting defense. Uh, won't have much to sort of match up against him. And so as, I, I, I like both of those guys. And as far as New Orleans is concerned, if Alvin Kamara is not playing, I don't think they have a hope in this game whatsoever. Not None. <laughs> I would go into, in fact. So you said you're taking Philly, right? Oh, yeah, definitely taking Philly definitely. to beat the spread. Um, right. I, I do think that the Saints will find a way to stay in this game. Um, I, I, I'm not sure how they'll do it, but that's why I'm not Sean Payton. Um, but, you, you uh, I, no, I, I know it, uh, people confuse us all the time, but, but it's just not me. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> the but yeah, nothing. Okay. I think, uh, I think the Eagles win this one. And like I've said before, there are other victories. If, if you're taking the Eagles to win, you have to take the over. Right. Okay. Uh, no, good. Great. Great call. Yeah. The, I mean, yes. <laughs> Washington <laughs> three and six. I don't know what else to say. At Carolina, 5-5, five and five, three and a half point for Carolina, over under 43. Washington come off a big win against against uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks. who there's actually a lot of controversy about that loss that Tom Brady sort of mailed in because he didn't want to play uh, Bruce Arians' playbook, but you didn't hear that from me. Uh, and so maybe yeah. Washington snuck one out of there. Um, at the new Cam Newton, the new Cam Newton Panthers, um, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, this is. Uh, I know. You know. This is this this is dripping with controversy. So, what do you expect here? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it's. I I honestly think that the Panthers are an easy pick here. Um, I think uh, I think they have a little bit more figured out. I, you know, they're they're also coming off an upset. Um, I forget who they played last week, but they weren't supposed to win. Um, or at least Arizona favored Arizona. There you go. There you go. They they upset Arizona, um, and and they're playing at home. Uh, so I do think that the Panthers are the good pick here. I think they beat that three and a half point spread. Maybe win by a touchdown. Um, I am going to choose the over on the forty three. 
Washington has a lot of good pieces in place, um, but I do think they just lost their best uh, weapon on defense. Um, yeah, Chase Young. Yep, torn ACL. Yeah, Chase, Chase Young's mm-hmm. out for the season, um, and that's that's not just a blow, uh, you know, to what they're literally capable of on defense. But I, I think he was a young leader on that defense, and Def- having him out, definitely. Um, they're just, uh, you know, somebody's going to need to step up. We don't know who yet, but uh, Washington is, uh, you know, they yeah they got that win over the Buccaneers, but uh, losing uh, Young that's that's just a huge dark cloud over what what should have been uh, a spectacular day for them. Um, so I I just yeah I don't think Washington can do it again another week in a row, uh, whereas the Panthers I think are are building on something and that something is having Cam Newton back. Um, uh, try not to go into that too much. Uh, I think, uh, I think a lot of, uh, broadcasters are making a way bigger deal about Cam Newton than it deserves. Uh, certainly Cam Newton is tooting his own horn a little too much in my opinion. Um, he's not, I mean, call it what you want. He's not their starting quarterback. Um, he's, he's their, quarterback inside the 10-yard line. He's not even the red zone quarterback. He's the inside the 10-yard line quarterback. So, Ooh, um, Funky Friday's coming for you, buddy. Let me tell you hey, what. Bring it, bring it on. Oh, man. But uh, all, all that analysis aside, I still think that the, the Carolina Panthers are the safe pick in this game. Definitely. Um, and I think with Carolina, there's – I mean, with Cam New- – Cam, Cam – <laughs> Camelina – there's a little there's a little swag here. They're gonna <laughs> come back to Carolina and sort of give them that 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 piece they're looking for to kind of the leadership and everything else that they lack at that quarterback position. And so DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, must starts must starts against this terrible Washington defense. Twenty six touchdown, five interception ratio for Washington, just awful. And if there's anybody that Cam can get a jump start on, it's it's Washington against Ron Rivera and his old coach. And so I like him. I actually kind of like him as a start this week. Am I saying that? And so uh, a 21% ownership in any league, ESPN, Yahoo, what have you, Cam Newton. The other two guys obviously owned in 100% of them. J.D. McKissick's a nice, a nice start this week, too. Out of the backfield, he's a big-time receiving threat. Um, I think Washington struggles with those athletic sort of out-of-the-backfield sort of running backs that can make a lot of different plays. Uh, excuse me, Carolina does that. Um, even though they're an athletic team, I think they just kind of struggle with the, the speed on the ends. And so I like J.D. McKissick for Washington. I don't like Tyler Heineke. <laughs> I think Carolina's been really tough on a lot of quarterbacks this year, especially last week if you watch Colt McCoy. Granted, it's Colt McCoy, but he got killed. Um, yeah, moving on. San Francisco, 4-5. and five. Jacksonville, 2-7. and seven. Six-point favorite for San Francisco. Over-under 45, man. Is this, the, is this the week Jacksonville makes a big play? A big win? No. Urban Meyer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. What do you think is going to happen then? So I, 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 think, uh, I think we saw what we expected to see from the 49ers this year. I think we saw it last week. Okay. Um, there's, you know, there's some things that they do really well on offense. I feel like they got back to that this week. Um, I, I, I think this is going to be uh, a big win for the 49ers. Uh, I think they're going to beat the six point spread and win by a touchdown or more. Um, and I'm taking the over on the 45. Hmm. Um, and great call, and I like you know Jimmy Garoppolo is kind of a sleeper here in this game. Uh, Jacksonville's just struggles outside of what they did to Josh Allen or Josh Allen did to Josh Allen or Josh Allen, Josh Allen. Uh, anyway, uh, 
you know, he's a sleeper pick. I think I love Elijah Mitchell. I thought he played excellent against LA last week. Um, and he's just, he's such a tough runner. Um, Jeff Wilson's coming back and he, they kind of got him into the fold a little bit last week as well. And so, uh, yeah, ordering 30% of the league, Jeff Wilson is, and uh, could be the number one running back if, if Elijah Mitchell actually isn't going to play because of a broken finger. So keep an eye on that. Um, turnstile offense there in, in San Francisco. And for, for, for Trevor Lawrence, I can't help but feel bad for him, and you'll be in my prayers. So <laughs> um, moving on, Cincinnati, 5-4. and four, uh, Vegas, 5-4. and four, The Raiders, that is. Cincinnati, one-point favor, over under 49.5. Uh, Vegas is just trying to figure it out now. And they just kind of stay on the boat and 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 not lose too much momentum, considering they just got blown out by Kansas City. And Cincinnati's in a similar boat, boat. Uh, the, the same boat, I should say, to go with the metaphor. In fact, they're both paddling. Um, what do you think may happen here? This is kind of uh, this is a, a, a the, basically a seven seed AFC matchup right here. Who's who who can get more right, leverage in so- the playoff race? This this I think is the the sneaky interesting game of the week, uh, and by sneaky interesting I mean, uh, you know, if you asked me at the beginning of the season if I was excited to see the Bengals and the Raiders play each other, I would I would wonder what was wrong with you, um, but things going the way that they have, both of these teams were on quite a trajectory at one point. The 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 playoff hopes for both are very much alive. Um, I I I agree with the Vegas odds. I give an edge to the Bengals in this situation. Um, I feel like they have just a little bit, a little bit less of an identity crisis that's happening uh, with the Raiders. With with uh, you know, it, it'll be a miracle if they can go two weeks without major controversy. Um, so the the Bengals, I feel like, are just a little, little safer in terms of them being able to uh, play up to their potential on any given Sunday. Uh, so I like the Bengals in this matchup. And if I'm taking them to win, then I'm taking them to beat a one-point spread. Um, I definitely think this game goes over the 49.5. Um, I, I see this as two pretty high-powered offenses. Um, with uh, you know, I'm not saying their defenses aren't bad, but but these, these teams lean on on the air attack. Uh, and I just like the Bengals more in this one. Okay. Oh, definitely. I, I agree with that. And I think my star of the week here is Joe Burrow. Um, Vegas has, has allowed at least 23 fantasy points to quarterbacks in the last uh, four weeks, including Patrick Mahomes last week, 46 points. So I like Joe Burrow to get this going again. Um, I, I, obviously I, I like Jamar Chase out there. I, I just don't feel like Vegas has the, the uh, something happened. Obviously I, I think Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett, a lot of controversy. John Gruden. This team looks a little shook. Um, so Joe Burrow, uh, Joe Mixon's a good start here. CJ Uzo- Uzoma, my guy. Uh, he's big play CJ. He's the guy you pick up on a <laughs> big streamer. Play CJ. Honestly, he's the guy you pick up every other week to get you like ten points, and then you drop him. Um, I think yeah, this is the week then, you pick him up. Unless you unless you pick him up on the wrong week, and you're like, what the well, heck was that about? That, that's <laughs> a personal problem, Trev, okay? So I, I like... Well, it's not my personal problem. It, it almost was. God dang it, this is his week, okay? <laughs> this is his week to be big big play CJ. I like him from the streamer in week 11. Um, I, I think anybody really plays Cincinnati's defense kind of struggles in between tackles. So Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, I, they've had problems, especially last week against Kansas City. If they can't run against that team, they're sort of hopeless. Um, I, I don't like really anybody. I think Derek, Derek Carr was a droppable candidate two or three weeks ago. I said it. I, now I think you do drop him. I think this is it. 
And so, um, yeah, I like I like Cincinnati here. I, I think the spread was a one point favorite for uh, that's just too low. I, I feel like Cincinnati is a better team than the one here, but I can understand the 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 angst in doing so. Okay, speaking of uh, free falls, Arizona eight and two, not them, five and zero away uh, at Seattle, three and six, one and three at home, two and a half point favorite Arizona, forty eight over under. Uh, Russell Wilson, man, I, that finger don't look right. Get that finger fixed. Something. Yeah. Get that finger looked yeah. at, man. And DK Metcalf, uh, there's something going on in that team. I, I feel like Pete Carroll's losing him a little bit. I feel like he is. And um, well, I I definitely think that uh, in this situation, Russell Wilson was a little too little too tough for his own good. I think he came back a little too soon. Um, and I I mean I could be wrong, but man, it it just didn't look good at all. Um, I, I think he'll have a better outing this week. You know, another week of rehabbing the hand, uh, not not having to go out and play in the the frozen tundra that is Lambeau Field. Um, Fart. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I do like the Cardinals in this game. Um, I, I know that it's a tough divisional matchup, and the Seahawks have a pretty big home advantage. Um, but they're one and three at home this year. Cardinals four and five, or sorry, five and zero oh away. Um, I like the Cardinals to bounce back this week. Um, taking them to win, I have to take them to beat the two and a half point spread. It it just, it, I I I don't understand betting on a less than a three point victory. It's it's so seldom the case. Right. I'm not. I'm. I know that they can happen. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But it's just not uh, the, the odds aren't in favor of it. So if you like Arizona to win, you like them to win by at least three points. Um, I'm gonna take the over in this one. Definitely, Kyler Murray expect to be playing again. DeAndre Hopkins could be out, um, and so yeah, I, I expect him to be very conservative running the ball a lot. James Conner's gonna get a lot of points in this game. You know, Seattle it looks like they've kind of turned a little bit around here and there in, in terms of defense, but. I still don't really trust him. And 17 points to Aaron Rodgers, who hadn't played, was coming off COVID and was apparently a little foggy. <laughs> and everybody else who's sort of been banked up on Green Bay. It doesn't really impress me. Um, yeah, and Aaron, Russell Wilson just looks a little lost. And so I'd be hesitant to start him this week. And DK Metcalf just came unglued. He was grabbing people's face masks and doing crazy stuff at the end of that game. Um, so I, I would just avoid some Seahawks players for a week or so. I, like I said, I honestly think Pete Carroll lost this team. I think he lost his team, man. I think this is it. Three and six. These are, this is adversity a lot of those guys haven't faced ever. And they haven't been shut out since 2011. That was the first time. And so you have to bounce back against Seattle, uh, Arizona, and we'll see what happens there. But Keller Murray's a good start here. Um, you know, I, like I said, I like James Conner. I like Enos Benjamin. He's another guy that I thought was going to be good last week, but we'll get more touches this week. And, um, yeah. Yeah, that's there's my prediction. Pittsburgh at uh, Sunday night game. Pittsburgh at uh, L.A. Chargers five and three. Pittsburgh five and four. Um, uh, L.A. five and a half point favorite to L.A. Chargers over under forty seven. Um, needless to say, this is another uh, potential six or seven seed AFC playoff game. This could really sort of uh, shape the tie in terms of what we see later down the, the line. What do you think here, Trev? Uh, I think this game is going to result in a tie. Um, I think the Steelers are going to tie two weeks in a row. Um, there you have it. No, no, no. Wow. Uh, so I, I definitely <laughs> am taking, you know, the, the Chargers uh, 
had a had a not great home loss against the Vikings last week. I think they turn it around. I'm definitely taking the Chargers to win this one. The Steelers, I think, are going to make it a game. I think they'll be able to stay in it. So I'm going to take the Steelers to cover. Uh, I think the Chargers win by by a field goal. Um, I am going to take the over in this one. Okay. Um, TJ Watt could be out. Um, Chase Claypool could be out. Joe Hayden could be out. Ben Roethlisberger will be coming back from COVID. Um, I expect this to be tough for Pittsburgh, and so not they're going to lean on Ajay Harris a lot, going against the worst rush defense in the NFL. And so um, he's my running back star of the week. Put the stamp down, buddy. I tell you, if you didn't feel that stamp, you're not listening closely enough. So um, uh, Justin Herbert, I feel for him. You know, it's going to be a tough game. I'm not sure if I would start him, although. Um, you know, if all three of those guys are out, T.J. Watt, Joe Hayden, Minka Fitzpatrick for COVID, I, I don't know. you got to really play that one by, by ear. But he, he could have a good game. But if those guys are if those guys are out, if they're not, I, I expect Justin Herbert to sort of continue his tough string here. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's Chargers. Chargers? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's tough. I could see Pittsburgh easily winning this game on on the road. I, I just feel like they're kind of built to play on the road a lot. Although they tied Detroit last week, so we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, last game of the week, folks. Monday night game: the Giants at the Buccaneers. Bucks coming off a tough loss against Washington, six and three, four and zero at home, three and six away, three and six for the Giants, one and three away. Coming off a bye week, sneaky game for the Giants here. Eleven point favorite for Tampa, forty nine and a half over under. Um, yeah, Giants can put up some points. They they got they got playmakers. Uh, Saquon Barkley's coming back. Tampa Bay's thin in the secondary still. We got some turmoil They're going on in Tampa Bay. Brady's going against Bruce Arians. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? So, Jeff? I think I think it's easy to predict a Buccaneers win in this one. What's difficult, in my opinion, is predicting you know the 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 spread mm-hmm. because I can. I, I will not be surprised if the Buccaneers scrape by as opposed to blowing out the Giants, but no one's going to be surprised if the Buccaneers win by 14 points um, or more. But uh, So that, that really is the difficult part of this for me. I, I, I'm definitely taking Tampa Bay to win, but it just doesn't feel like the sort of get-right game where they're going to run away with it. So I'm going to take the Giants to cover. Uh, you know, I, I think the Buccaneers are going to win by more than a field goal, but maybe not more than a touchdown. Hmm. Um, so there you have it. I'm taking the Buccaneers to win. The Giants are going to cover the spread, and I am going to take the over on the 49 and a half. Okay, here's a good, here's a here's a great uh, piece of news here. Vita Vea out this week on that Monday night game. So the the staunch the uh, the stingy staunch staunchy. <laughs> Uh, Tampa Bay defense is down their best run defender. Um, so I, I expect Saquon Barkley to have a good game. Tampa Bay has allowed a running back to score or gain 100 total yards in three straight games. Um, Alvin Kamara, Herbert, Khalil Herbert in Week 7, and Tino Gibson last week. Very vulnerable. I think if, if the Giants can sort of dictate some sort of um, run game and sort of gets anything consistent on offense, I, I kind of like the RPO. Daniel Jones to Saquon Barkley in this game. And honestly, uh, Evan Ingram could have a great game. Um, they're going to do a lot of play action. And so I expect 
kind of all three of those guys to be like a decent start this week against Tampa, but not enough to beat Tom Brady. I, I think if you see Tom Brady pissed off in a, in a press conference like he was last week, is by the way, his press conference lasted 17 seconds. 17 wow. seconds. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play him after something like that. So I, I agree with you. I expect Tampa to win. Uh, it's going to be close. I think New York sort of plays them a little closer, especially with Joe Judge, uh, former New England Patriots special team special teams coordinator on the other sideline for, for New York. He's going to have a good pulse on on Brady. So um, so in recap, Brady's a good start, as always. <laughs> uh, I like some Leonard Fournette out of the backfield and your, your three big ones in, in New York, Daniel Jones, Sanquan Barkley, and Evan Ingram. Those, those are my guys. So keep an eye on it. Well, there you have All it. All right. That is it. I'm going to I'm going to throw out an oh. option for you. This is something that we've not done uh recently or maybe even at all this year on okay. this podcast, but I want your opinion on this, Rob. Okay. Uh our last opinion of the day. Go ahead. You've got to pick a starting tight end for your fantasy team and you're choosing between Uzoma and Knox. This for this week. For this week. Okay. Um Boy, oh boy. I'm going to go I'm going to go CJ Uzoma. I think in big in games where they really need him and Joe Burrow's like aware of to his presence on the field, especially against Vegas who's sort of more vulnerable that against those tight end positions. I don't have stats to back it up. I know the DVOA is up there though as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to go with CJ Ozoma. He's my All tight right. my tight end start of the week and actually not a bad pickup the streamer you drop every other week. The classic definition of streamer. So, well, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners where they can find you? In case you turn out to be wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this guy. I'm at Bobby and Law on Instagram. We're at uh, Football in General on Instagram. Please follow us. We post some really funny memes. And honestly, um, by yours truly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're pretty good. They're, they're pretty good. They make me laugh. They're not bad. Man. Uh, I, I admit. I'm uh, at Trev Geo Dude on Instagram. Uh, and if you have something you want to say to Rob that you don't want to say to his face, you just let me know and I'll, uh, I'll pass it along. Ouch. <laughs> okay. In case you want to comment on... Uh, uh, on, on my accent or anything I have in terms of New England Patriots sort of bias, it's all fair game. <laughs> so, uh, and by the way, we could be seven and four by the next time we speak, folks. So, <laughs> enjoy Week Eleven. Enjoy Week Eleven. We will, and we will be back next week as always. We are football in general, and we're out.